This podcast is presented by Rabbi Parrots Munchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbi Parrots podcast. Today is the new month of Sivan. Today is the first day of the month, and the first day of the Hebrew month always has no moon in the sky, representing ultimate potential. It's as if we know the moon is going to grow each and every day. That's what we have to bring to our own life, that attitude that we know that things are going to grow and things are going to blossom. And the seeds we planted of good intention and good deeds and positivity will blossom into a better world moving forward. When the Jewish people left Egypt, and by Egypt I mean their restrictions, their restraints, the narrow viewpoint of life, and started going into the world and opening themselves up to the beauty that would come their way, One of the challenges they faced was, how do you bring spirituality into the physical life's pursuits? After all, it's very challenging to be a spiritual person and then have to go out and make a living. And that was a big part of the experience. They left Egypt where they were slaves, and they went to the desert and they became very spiritual, but now they would have to bring that spirituality into the physical world. You see, in this month was the most incredible event that ever happened to the Jewish people. In this month, the Jewish people received their Torah at Sinai, which means that several million of us at once had an experience where God revealed the Torah to us. And it was all of us together. It wasn't to one person, and it wasn't to one group of people. It was to all of us in a desert. Anyone who wanted to join could join. And that idea is at the backbone of this month and this holiday. This month is called in the Torah month number three, and we call it the month of Sivan. Three represents harmony and unity, the ability to bring opposites together. So the opposite of spiritual life and physical pursuits can come together and be streamlined. And the name Sivan actually means seeing the rays of energy that are around us. So when you put this together, when you see something deeper and more experienced, like them seeing Sinai, like us seeing the possibility of goodness happening in this world, we create the potential to reality ability of good things to actually happen. So this month is really all about being able to see the goodness that comes. The first time Judaism actually says the word Sivan is in the Megillah, the story of Esther, the book of Esther. And Esther mentions the month of Sivan as a time where the Jews could defend themselves. Now, anytime a person is defending themselves, essentially what they are doing is, is trying to live in a world where they can keep to their values. How difficult it must be to have values that you don't want to hurt anyone around you, but you have to do something in order to protect yourself. That is the difficult time we're in with the state of Israel and with life, being able to see ourselves as both upholding an immensely high level of of moral and ethical pursuits, but also having to deal with the facts on the ground. It's very, very challenging, and it makes us all quiver. How do you deal with these incredibly difficult, challenging things? This world has been such a devastated, uh, de- such in a devastated feeling through COVID and through loss and through challenges and through misinformation. So much has happened this year to make it difficult. Now is the month and the time for us to perhaps see a little different, see something spiritual, see something good. And if I could be so bold, reverse cause and effect. 
You know, the idea of cause and effect, that you do something, you pay the price for it, or that you burnt your hand and now it's burnt. The reversing it means being able to see healing. Reversing the cause and effect of the world means leaving survival of the fittest and getting into a space where it's about being able to thrive based on internal self-worth and internal importance versus external consumption and external realities. So internally cultivating ourselves to complement the world around us is at the heart of this month. Bringing the best parts of ourselves is. And that's why it was the month for the receiving of the Torah for us to get this gift. The Torah wasn't just about information and laws. The Torah was primarily a book to inspire unity in the world. And it inspires unity by it putting a strong emphasis on compassion, on empathy, and most importantly, on charity, making this a world of giving instead of a world of consuming. Before the Torah was given, our ancestors saw their life as reaching beyond the world into the world of ethereal godliness, being able to tap into the unknown and connect to God in God's level. But once we received the Torah and the emphasis on charity, compassion, and empathy, it became about bringing God into our world, bringing God representing ultimate potential, the ultimate ability to do anything, and bringing it into our world, bringing hope, bringing the reverse of cause and effect, breaking beyond survival of the fittest, and creating a world where we can thrive in giving. Some people call this holiday where we receive the Torah coming up next week as the marriage of the Jewish people to God. And the marriage is an interesting choice of words because a marriage very much is dependent on not being dependent on anything. And what that means is, is that if you marry somebody for their looks, well, looks aren't always the main part of a relationship. And if you marry somebody for money, well, money can't be the main focus of the relationship. And as many things as you'll fill into, we married for these reasons, they will fail because ultimately those things aren't eternal. The only thing eternal in a marriage is choosing you because we are connected and our job to be together has wide ranging implementations. When a person gets married because them two together complete each other, what they are saying is instead of two different people in the world, there's now one person in the world and that creates harmony and that ripple effect is harmonious to the whole world. And that's why marriage is so important in Judaism because you're not just fighting for the kids or fighting for some love, you're fighting for world cosmic harmony and unity. Your day-to-day good vibes with your spouse is everything. And that's why this holiday is called a marriage between us and God. The marriage between us and God is not about being spiritualists and not about being ruled by the creator. The marriage is about creating harmony and creating peace in this world. And that's why for some people it's very difficult. They look at the Torah and they don't see that. But I want you to know that when you see those things in the Torah, you're seeing things that other people brought to you. What is your first degree vision of the Torah? If this is a marriage, then you have a voice. Then you have the ability to look inside this holiday, look inside the Torah, and look in your own self and spirit and say, why was I chosen to be in this relationship? Obviously, it's not because I lack something, it's because I have something beautiful to offer. And that's what this holiday is really about. A new way of seeing the holiday for me is being able to call it the birth of sentimental value. A marriage is sentimental. It isn't about what people bring to the table. It's about being you is good enough. You are whole and beautiful as you are. 
Sentimentality is being able to have value for things independent of consumption. It's being able to have value for things independent of the world's survivalistic ideas. It is value because it is meaningful. It reminds me of eternity beyond just the difficult day-to-day laborsome life that sometimes we experience. And that's why this is a holiday to think about our values. Receiving the Torah means receiving a set of values that we've handed carefully down from parent to child for generation upon generation. And now our generation, it's time for us to think about what does it mean to have these values? I didn't ask for them. When I started this marriage, I was just a child. We were young. We didn't know better. But now we're all grown up. What do we do now? What is it now that we can really do in our life to really be in a relationship that we want to be in? Well, the first thing is remember that you are, are, were chosen and interested and interesting to be in the relationship. You yourself are good enough to be in this relationship. And when you just realize that you yourself are beautiful enough to be in a cosmic divine relationship, from there you could start building on what is good for you, what is the right position for you. We all don't know what we're totally capable of until we're squeezed a little bit. And so far this year, I feel very squeezed and I still don't know what we're totally capable of. Well, maybe we have to see ourselves as capable before we can figure out what we're capable of. We are capable of bringing cosmic unity is what this holiday is about. We are capable of seeing ourselves in this great paradox of my own survival necessities and my own ability to contribute to the world's unity. We need to bridge those worlds. And that world is bridged in the holiday of receiving the Torah, where we're told that charity, compassion, marriage, harmony, those are the values that are going to contribute to our world. When the when our ancestors came to America, they struggled very deeply. Their old world was a more rigid world, and it was very demanding, and they struggled and had tremendous traumas. But it was very difficult to take over the good parts of that world and bring it into America. So many abandoned their religious ideologies because it was super challenging to bring it with us. So we come to this new country, and here we are starting all over again. It was easier to start baggage-free. My grandfather, who grew up in Baltimore, Rabbi David Edelman, went to Crown Heights and met the Chabad Rebbe. As he was there in 770 Eastern Parkway, the future Chabad Rebbe, the one I grew up with, Rabbi Menachem Schneerson, walked up to him and he said, Edelman, I was just in my father-in-law's office. Would you like to hear what we spoke about? He said, of course, I'd love to hear. He said, well, a gentleman walked in off the street, what we would call an American man, walked in, and he said, what are you guys doing here? And I said, you know, we're Hasidic Jews from the old country, and we're here establishing roots and creating an opportunity to connect with our brothers and sisters from all over the world who are coming together here in America. And the man said, that's beautiful. He said, can I do a mitzvah with you? He said, sure. He said, let's put on tefillin. So they put on tefillin together. After the experience with this man, an old Hasidic Jew from the old country came up to what would be the future Rebbe, and he said, excuse me, but you can't be nice to these Americans. If you tell them nice things and you do a mitzvah with them, they'll never grow. They'll never do more. You have to be tough on them. You have to tell them that they're not good enough and they could be better. And since I was new here in the country, I thought, hey, maybe he's been here a day longer and he knows better. And I walked into my father-in-law's office, the great Rebbe Yosef Yitzchak Schneerson, and I told him the story. And I said, what is our way? What is our pathway? And he looked at me and he said, here in America, 
only love, only love. And when he told me that story, he said, that story came from the Rebbe's office to the future Rebbe straight to me. And now I'm giving it to you. The whole idea of getting the Torah, the whole idea of leaving Egypt, the whole idea of all of this Jewish experience is learning how to love and bring connection, compassion, empathy, charity to the world around us. This is why it is here. This holiday, this month, let us look for another element of giving, another element of harmonizing within ourselves. The ability to see ourselves as a conduit for this is the goal, and it is what we're hopeful for this month. All the best. I look forward to being in touch. Feel free to drop a rating on Apple, as well as uh, any platform you're using. And reach out. Be in touch. Rabbi Parrots on Instagram. Word at RabbiParrots.com. Ali